Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Gooners Podcast. That's you, the best intro you, I've ever seen. I'll tell you that. Right? No one told me there was going to be an intro. No, <laughs> we I are, didn't win. We're this like is a professional. We're it was like unbelievable, wasn't it? We're like a five-pound podcast with a million-pound intro. I mean, it, it's so disproportional, uh, but uh, but I love it. You know, it, the reason that Andy hasn't been on this podcast. I mean, Dan, you you'll remember talking to Andy the last time you were on. Yeah, Eugene hasn't been on this podcast yeah. for like practically a year is because he spent the entire time working on editing that video together. But, um, <laughs> it, it shows. I can totally understand that. I can it's, totally it's understand work. that. He's, he, he's got a kid. He's opening a new business. He's, he, you know, he's got a lovely family. That's his life work uh, right there. So welcome cool. to a late night Gooners podcast, season six, episode 39 called Goondermonium. Uh, I know that we run an Arsenal podcast and I know it's a big week um, with some opponent that we have coming up in a few days, but we've already talked about Arsenal this week. You know, you can find 14,000 podcasts that are bitching about the game yesterday, not being televised about previewing the Spurs game over the weekend. I mean, you don't need us piling on top of that. So I've been wanting to reunite for quite some time with an old, an old mate uh, and explain a little bit of background. Why, you know, up until a few weeks ago when Arsenal's in the, in, in the shitter, uh, you'll often see me podcasting draped in a, in a Sutton United scarf and, and this new uh, this new kit here because um, you know when I don't want to when I don't want to show my colors and, and and I realize that might make me a plastic I, I I flock to something that is just passionate about football so we'd like to welcome back today Taz apparently not his real name I thought it was like short for Tazathan or Tazathy or no, something no. it's apparently Dan so. Uh, so you Sorry. are the founder of Gandermonium, is that right? Pretty much, yeah. That's all my fault. <laughs> and it's a 23-year-old blog uh, about Pretty the much. travails and travels of being a diehard Sutton United supporter. Uh, have I described it accurately or or put your own spin on it? We we can't claim the whole 23 years. We had a slight break in the middle. Um, but yeah, of about it, 19 years. <laughs> no, it ran. It's, I started it in 98, just writing cobblers about shit non-league football and we were like isthmian league at the time which was at the time the sixth tier um and we weren't very good um and it got to that went through to about 2008 and it was largely me with a couple of other people helping out and um we got to 2008 worst season ever in our history i'm like right i'm sick of writing about us just being crap every week that's me. I'm going, but I'm going back to just get concentrating on just being getting pissed and watching football. Um, and of course, we've got a new manager in them. Suddenly, we're getting into playoffs every year. <laughs> we won a we won a league title. Uh, we, we went up a division to the, the what was then the new the new sixth tier, which was the the Conference South. Um, so yeah, it got, it got to 2012 after four years off. A couple of lads, Dukey, one of them, who writes for us, uh, they said, "Look, it, it needs to come back." So. I ended up setting the site up again and just kind of gave them the reins. And here I am nine years later, um, having done about 75% of the blogs this season. Cause everyone, and you can't, you can't even call it non-league non no, football exactly. anymore, which, which we'll get to in a minute. And of course, to explain why we have the, uh, the ubiquitous Lee judges who is currently cloning himself on two separate channels, <laughs> uh, and uh, but uh, we're we're happy to have the real one here. Um, but uh, Lee joined me in a uh, in, in in my third pilgrimage to Gander Green Lane uh, a couple of years ago, and and 
you know, we knew we'd have a good time, but it was, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was memorable for a lot of reasons. And we'll talk about that. But Leo, I, I wanted you to reunite with Dan as well. And, you know, you're a man who knows a little bit about non-league football yourself. Yeah, of course. I played it, played at Sutton a few times going back in the day and um, always, always a great, great club, big club really in the, in the non-league um, pyramid. Like, you know, of course, famous first and foremost for uh, dumping commentary out of the FA Cup Um uh, back in, I think they was a couple holders, if I remember right. Then you'd probably know better than me, like. But like eighty nine, uh, right? We knocked them out in eighty nine. I think they won the cup eighty seven. So they weren't holders. Yeah, they weren't. It was holders, the year. But... It was the year before. Yeah. So uh, and I remember that on a muddy, muddy Sutton pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, we, we're going back to that this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was never one of the greatest pitches. No. I, I remember it was always. I, I remember back in the day when I played, it was always heavy, heavy, heavy pitch, you know. So, uh, and then of course, the, my next time that I went there, of course, was when when we played Arsenal played Sutton in the in the FA Cup, and a completely different pitch then, you know, to what yeah. it was. But um, not really changed that much over the years, has it? The the, the, the stadium and the surroundings not, of it all. Not, not massively, and, no. Well, and we're, and we're gonna we're gonna find out a little bit more about how it might have changed due to the new status uh, of being yeah. in the league. But you know, I just I wanted to kind of assemble a panel: someone who's played there, who's been there as a, uh, as an Arsenal supporter on that big day, someone who was and there as a fan. We were there as a, as as Sutton fans. Well, well, we we all did. And Claude, God God rest his soul, um, he he went as a Sutton fan, <laughs> and he left he left as a Chesterfield fan. <laughs> yes, as a Chesterfield, because Martin <laughs> Allen was the manager, and he spoke to me. And that's how, that's how things change. That, that was bang out of order. Yeah, we spent the whole second half standing behind the, the Chester Hill bench with two of you basically rooting for the wrong team. But uh, uh, so uh, the greatest thing was, and I don't know if you, Dan, I have to say about this, is that afterwards in the bar, the players come up and meet and talk to you and everything like that. I don't know if now it's they're in the league, uh, the pre, uh, professional league. I don't know, but like it was a great evening, and um, you know the hospitality that day. I, I tell you, was was up there with 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 everybody, the friendliness of the club and everything. Like they knew we was down there and made us feel so welcome, didn't they? Great, great night, great night. And and that's why I really, you know, if you're a diehard Arsenal podcast person or you know a supporter, and it's just Arsenal and that's it, um, I would get why you might be a little confused as to why I care about a team that up until this year wasn't even in the football league. But, you know, it's just – I, I find it an interesting story. And if you love football, you love this this story. You love uh, getting out and seeing things, you know, over and above what you're, what you're accustomed to. Because, really, when you're exposed to Premier League and nothing else, you really are kind of missing a lot of the whole purpose behind what football really is. So, so you know, obviously everyone will remember back in January 2017 when a lot of us learned about Sutton for the first time uh, – the, the 30th of January was the fifth round FA Cup draw where we end up being drawn against the, the upstart non-league club from South London. Um, first of all, Dan, I mean, can you right off the top of your head, I, I imagine that you can, but list every team you got past, like starting in the qualifying stages where I think oh, you, you play the last qualifying and then you enter in the first round proper, right? Yeah. Cause we were a national league side. You national league starts in the fourth qual. So, um, Fourth qualifying round, we had Forest Green at home. Beat them. Yeah. Last-minute winner uh, from a former Arsenal man, Rory Deacon. Um, first round, we had Dartford away, who were a division below. 
Um, and that was one of the most mental f- games of football I've seen in years. Uh, finished 6-3 to us in the end. Um, and it was just end-to-end. It was the, the quintessential classic cup tie. Um, but yeah, we beat Dartford in the first round. We had Cheltenham at home in the second Beat them two one again. That was that was the Deacon ninety six minute winner. That, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he did it twice, but that was the one. Rory Deacon, former Arsenal uh, schoolboy, is that is that right? He was a, I believe he was a junior or a youth with with Arsenal. Um, so yeah, not the last to uh, to join Sutton from Arsenal. No, we've had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then the real one where 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 you're like this is actually happening and and this is interesting because the next two teams sound familiar to, to an Arsenal fan right now. So, Yeah, we played AFC Wimbledon at home. Should have beat them at our place, actually. We drew 0-0 um, in the third round. And it, I believe it was about literally about 23 years to the day that we beat Coventry. Um, so everyone was well up for it. And, yeah, we drew 0-0, had the better chances. And just we thought, that's it. They'll get us back to theirs. We've probably blown our chance. Um, yeah, and we, then we went there in a midweek in a replay on a proper cabbage patch of a pitch. Um, and again, last minute winner, um, scored in the 90th minute, added a third in the 90th, 94th or 95th, and then all went back to the clubhouse for a massive lock-in. So, so third round Wimbledon. <laughs> and, got, and, and got steaming drunk. Third round Wimbledon, fourth yep. round. Leeds United at, at home. Who so we've just I, drawn in the fourth round of the League Cup. So you went, <laughs> you went Wimbledon Leeds, we're going Wimbledon Leeds. Uh, I'm excited about the trajectory here, but so yeah, beat Leeds with a penalty again. Should have that. We only beaten one nil with a penalty, but we we were brilliant on the day and should have won by about two or three. Um, in the end, it was all typical us, nervy at the end, hanging on to a one goal lead, and then suddenly it was oh bloody hell, we're into unknown territory now. So and so then, the fifth round of the FA Cup is is essentially 16 teams remaining. Yeah. is that right? And you're not in the football league. There's 94 teams in the football league and you're one of the 16 and you draw Arsenal. Now we had, we, we didn't have you on the podcast afterwards. I think we had the pot on the was, podcast before was, the tie. I think it was about a week or two before the game, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and so we never really got to hear, you know, what that day was like for you. And then, and then Lee, I'll go to you because you were obviously amongst the small number of people who were lucky enough yeah. to, to be able to go. But, but, uh, you know, tell us anything you want about that day because, I mean, that had to have been madness. Yeah, it was, pardon my French, fucking insanity. It was just nuts. <laughs> Seriously, for a for a club of ours, I mean, I was around for the, the Coventry, kind of the Coventry era. And we've had a couple of cup runs since. And, you know, you've been there when there's been the – you get the interest. Everyone wants to know about the non-league side, doing the giant killing and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it, you, you do get a great deal of focus on you. But the level of focus for a game against a, basically one of the top six clubs in the Premier League, which Arsenal are, we're they're one of those names. <laughs> All right. We were. <laughs> we're at the time, okay? We're talking about <laughs> at the time 2017 we here. Still yeah. At the time the draw happened. But, yeah, when you draw a club like Arsenal, I mean, we obviously from a Sutton United perspective, think we go, Jesus, that's seriously a big deal. You don't, and you, I can't even describe the level of scrutiny and interest that that you suddenly come under as a club of our size playing a tie like that. I mean, 
it's it was just insane i mean we actually had to have a, a couple of press days at gander green lane just literally just so that paul doswell the manager at the time could sit there in front of the press chat to them and tell them about you know the run and all the usual cobblers that you get um, well, all of a sudden i mean this 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 has been happening for three months hmm. but all of a sudden people now want to like get caught up on it for the it's, very first time. It, it's it is like a, a sliding scale it was constantly going up and you know if leeds is kind of like the top end like someone's turned it to eight or nine on the on the on the volume knob literally sort of playing arsenal is cranking it past 11 it's the the, the difference in scrutiny and a attention and demand for everything is just it was crazy i mean it got to the point where when we got the other side of the game i think everyone was kind of a bit pleased it was over in a way uh, that, that everyone was enjoyed it like, how, everyone enjoyed the ride the how long did the buzz last like were you like okay <laughs> you know there are parts of this that i didn't really enjoy and so you know it's um, done yeah, there's a few things we probably didn't get quite right in the run-ups game. We we made we cocked the ticket sales up a little bit, so there's a few we kind of ended up having to kind of drag tickets in from all over. I mean, but then again, that game at the time, Gander Green Lane held five, just a, t a sniff over five thousand. We could have sold that out four, five times over, <laughs> easy. I mean, I've been watching Sutton now nearly when did I start going eighty three. So I've been going nearly 40 years. That's the first Sutton game I've ever been to where there were actually forged tickets in circulation. No, it was I like, bet. I mean, why would anyone want to forge a ticket to come watch Sutton night? <laughs> well, someone showed one of the lads, one of the officials was like, put, we were in the bar afterwards. It got to about 11 o'clock. It was close to closing. And everyone was, it was starting to filter out. And one of the officials put some tickets on the bar, like stubs. And I looked at them and I went, yeah, and and he went look closer, so, and you could you could tell. There's once you started looking at things like the little hologram they had on them and things like that. It wasn't just that, like a note from their mother, like you know, no, like, please let my no, son. It was, a, it was a genuine fake ticket for a Sutton United game, and I saw that's that's a snide, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a fake. <laughs> what? Did you, did, they got did, on that. Did you? Uh, use yeah. Uh, no, I had a genuine one. I had a genuine. No, one. I mean I was, me because. Oh, there, Lee. <laughs> there, were, there, were like, there were like nine Arsenal fans that got to go to that game, I think, or something like that. So, Lee, uh -huh. your, your your recollection of that day? I mean, obviously, we know the game ended two two nil. It was it was touch and go for a little while. I feel oh, like Rory Deacon like blazed one over the net. I remember pole vaulting over the fence to get in. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you and a few others, from what I've heard, but <laughs> and, and that's in both ends. <laughs> Do you know what? Like the the the, the, um, the unbelievable thing about it was is that obviously like tickets were really difficult for that game, you know. Um, and I, I, I at first I wasn't getting one, you know. What I mean, it was um, you know, so resigned. I thought, oh well, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to this game. And <clears throat> excuse me, like it was then, like you know, the, that season I don't think I missed a game and um, home and away and. Uh, Thinking, well, I'm going to miss miss a game because I ain't going to get a ticket. And I think about a week before, I managed I managed to get one, like you know. So, um, and the greatest thing about it, it was going through the turnstile, and there it was. You could stand behind the goal, like it was like going back into the uh, to, to to the eighties. Yeah, it, it, like, it was going back in time. It was really going back in time. And um, uh, you know, it was um, a, 
a, a strange sort of atmosphere of just seeing like you know a small minority of Arsenal fans behind the goal, and you know I got behind the goal um, like like I did back as a kid. Really, that's how I, I, I looked at it. Like I'm, I'm going to be honest, it weren't the greatest of games. I, I didn't think it was. A, I, I think Arsenal were disappointing. Um, Sutton, you know, um, come out with that with a lot more credit than Arsenal. I think, if I'll be honest. Um, but um, I remember like Theo, I just think I remember Theo Walcott playing and uh, it's just his pace, you know, like non-league players at that state, you know, as good as they are. So they just couldn't handle the pace, you know, mm. of, of of someone like, like, like Theo Walcott, you know, because they probably never come up against someone as quick as that in, in that, in non-league football. And there are some quick players in non-league football, I can tell you. But that was the one thing I noticed that, Theo Walcott was just uh, uh, that so much quicker and sharper than 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 what I actually realised it probably was. But it just showed you the gap, I suppose, from non-league to to being a professional from pace-wise. But for me, Sutton were fantastic on the day. Everything about it was great. Uh, the old burger stall was like doing a little trade on the side there and everything like that. And do you know what you felt like you had to? I never get a burger. And, and that from the Emirates nowadays, because you know you, you just you have to go. He only go. He only gets them when he's in New York. Yeah, yeah, get me New York or whatever. Like, but I, I felt I had to get one in Sutton. Like, do you know what I mean? And so I had a burger in Sutton as well. You know, because uh, because you felt like you wanted to help the club, and you know, this was their great day, if you like. You know, so and every little little else, and uh, yeah, it was a, a great um, a great experience, and. Uh, you if, know, that had happened now, if that had happened now with Lee's, you know, continued trajectory up the uh, the fame meter, he wouldn't have gotten a burger. He would have just dropped 20 quid notes like every yeah, five steps as he was on his way out. Like, you know, just but, but please unlike, give this to the club. Unlike, because <laughs> unlike, there's two train stations at Sutton as well. That was a weird yeah. confusing like, to get to. Like, But unlike when we went like the next time, I managed to get the train back. <laughs> and um, I managed to get on the train and get on there. And I was sitting in the, uh, um, and I'll never forget this story. And you, I'm gonna, you're gonna have a go at me for it, like you know. But I'm sitting there uh, having a chat with, um, you know, like the Speaker of the Commons, John something his name is. Yeah, John Burke. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we've had him on the podcast yeah. before. We've had we've had. We yeah. had Dan Lee and John Burke on the podcast. Yeah, well, he was actually at that game. He actually went. I didn't to know that, that actually. <laughs> he was actually there with his son. And I'm having a, a chat with him. We're talking about AFTV and all that. And I had no clue who he was. Someone said to me at the end of it, do you know who that is? So I said, no, nice guy, though. You know what I mean? So they said, Joe, that's the, the Speaker of the Commons. Order, order. 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 Yeah. So I didn't even... Um, I, I, so I had a, a meaningful conversation until he got off at Central London or somewhere like, you know, that he got off at. Um, a very posh part of London. I remember he got off at, and I kept I kept on the train. Um, yeah, so uh, that was my my um, <clears throat> day in Sutton, and uh, it was fun and enjoyable. I didn't realise, and I never thought I was going to go back, Mike. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, meanwhile, am watching from my local uh, in Arlington, Virginia, watching the the game being streamed, and and uh, I mean, we were all fascinated by it. We're like, you know. Some people are just like, this could be a cricket score, uh, you know, or, you know, I just want to see how small the stadium is. But, you know, the game itself, like you said, I, I remember 
it was either nil-nil or we were up by one. Lucas Perez scored the first goal, but at that yeah, point, I think you were ahead at half time. Yeah, Roy Deacon took a shot that like grazed the post. Uh, like didn't it, graze it. Look on YouTube, he nearly broke the bar with that. Right, well, so okay. we, 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 we were two down at the time. But, okay, so yeah. that was later. I, I thought that was when it was one nil, and I'm like, you know, this game is Absolutely. not not put to bed yet. And, we missed a couple of good chances at, at, at two nil. Yeah, Jamie Collins put a header over at the back back post that Imagine. normally normally he'd have we'd have we'd have expected him to head on to, at least get on target, and then Rory smashed one against the bar. Um, uh, young lad May, uh, young lad playing in midfield for us. He had your, the keeper set him up for an absolute sitter in the first half, and he dragged it wide. Yeah, I mean, imagine so, if, if Rory or, or or Easty had scored in that game. I mean, you know, I, it, it that could have made their made their lives for them uh, scoring against their old oh, club in, a, in an FA Cup fifth round. But that's what back page. That's what they want on back pages, isn't it? The the the, the former yeah. Arsenal kid or lad coming but back. But who to was more? Who of anybody at Gander Green Lane was more excited after the game was over? Who was more excited that it was over? No, not uh, that it was over, but after the game, who was the most excited person in the in the area? Um, I don't know. I think. Um, oh, of course, Bedsy. <laughs> We're back to Bedsy with his cock out in the changing rooms. <laughs> this this has always made me laugh, and you, I this, mean, and you know that. It, you can call me on the hot there because. Because you haven't used this in about well for a good year at least. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it is it is almost five years after it happened. Oh, no. just, you know, yeah, so I'm just on a one year break. But yeah, so after the game, uh, Ray Parler, class class individual, goes into the dressing room to chat with the Sutton players. I mean, I, this doesn't not to not to make a pun, but I don't think it's too cocky to say that this was probably a highlight for the players getting to talk to Ray Parler. It would have been <laughs> for me if I was a you know a, a footballer at that level. Um, and, uh, and, and clearly Gomez liked it as well. I mean, he's just sitting there. I have actually darkened out this area. <laughs> uh, there, <laughs> we, don't, we don't generally show nudity on the podcast unless it's me. So, so um, the ball being on national telly for that game, he should have had a sunbed by the way. You know what I mean? So uh, well, yeah, his, that's, that's Nicky Bailey. He was, uh, he's yeah, he's like me. He's a, a ginger chap. Oh, God, so, oh, the guy on the right, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's about as tanned as we get. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so on Facebook Live for for all to see, this is the uh, you know this is the situation that's going on oh, in front of Fred Parlor, and I just I was just being careful to make sure I got the Let's whole see thing. See with his penis out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I went too too large there, but I just wanted to make sure I you know I got the whole thing covered. <laughs> but. Uh, how much did I mean? How much stick did he take after this? Because I mean, this was like going around socials like um, crazy. I, th this, I mean, there was just so much. This is the thing. After or was that it just game, me talking about it for four years? No, no. I mean, there was so much going on. There was just so much that went on around that game. Yeah, um, we'll, and we'll get to the other big thing in a bit. Um, so. Obviously, with that as well, the, the other big thing. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, there was just so much going on. So much. Everyone saw something different, and I'm, I'm sure the lad. If once the lad saw it on social media, I'm sure he got absolutely slaughtered at training. On, I mean, on that'll end your career on, because, like, literally, you can't be looked at without thinking of that anymore. So. He's done. He's done all right. He's he's had a, he's had three or four clubs since us, so he's he's back <laughs> in France now, Betsy. But um, he's the thing is as well. I, I, 
it was always one of those things jokingly we always meant to ask him about and we just just for a laugh and never so, got to so but do you know who i got to ask about that Ray Parler. So a year later, <laughs> did Ray, year, did Ray a, realize? <laughs> a year later. Okay. So Andy and I, the, the club comes to Denver, Colorado on the first step of their, their four city tour uh, in the summer of 2019. Andy and I are, are, you know, feeling pretty good about ourselves. We're, you know, we're, we're hobnobbing. We got media passes later that night. We ended up actually interviewing Josh Kroenke, but at the pub before the game, um, uh, Arsenal trots out Ray Parler as their kind of emissary. And uh, and so we had a chance because we were doing a charity fundraiser as well for Gooners versus Cancer. And we kind of had the, the mic uh, at the pub. And, and that's uh, and so, the question you asked. So th that's my exact point. This is this is the moment. This is the moment Ray This is the moment that Arsenal Invincible Legend Ray Parler between Andy and I for the first time. Anything. We we're here with Ray Parler. so I don't know how much you can hear. I spent about awesome. half an hour last night. I spent about half an hour last really? night trying to get get the background noise out and try to fix uh, the level so that you could hear it. I hope that you were able to hear what he said. Yeah, so yeah the first question word. we asked. Every he, word. We heard he's, every he's, word. He's like, I'm used to seeing people without clothes on, but, but my daughter's <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that just tells you I think that tells you more another, about Andy and myself than it does about another else, proud moment in the history of Sutton United <laughs> Football Club right there. <laughs> Well, and another proud moment in the history of the Gooners podcast that that is where we went with Ray Parler. Uh, we had him in our in our grasp, but you know it, it would have been off brand for us to do anything else other than that. So, um, so <laughs> through the whole thing, I mean, all of this stuff, and including, and we'll get to Wayne, including the story of Wayne Shaw, the roly poly goalie, who we also had on the podcast. I think two days after we had you on mm. before the game, just everything about Sutton, just it, it was just piquing my interest. And so my next pilgrimage over to England for, for football for Arsenal was, uh, was about two months later. And so I make my way over. Uh, I'm with my, my, my mates, Joey and, and Tom. And I think that game, it was just Joey, but we had to come to a game. I had to see what this was all about. And I think you guys were playing Lincoln that night who I ironically yeah, we did, was, didn't we? Yeah. was our following opponent in, in the, in the quarterfinals in the, in the cup. Yeah. Uh, in round six, but so I was like, okay, well, we'll we'll see these two teams that Arsenal managed to vanquish, um, and we'll see them play each other at, at the lane. And I loved it. I mean, I just the the I didn't ex what I didn't expect was the the clubhouse and and everything that comes along with it. I didn't expect there to be kind of a, a community you know community place where everyone would yeah. just grab beers, play pool, do whatever, and 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 you know. And then also be able to go out and watch the football game. You know, you're used to just the hallways outside of the seating bowl of a massive stadium. Yeah. And, you know, you can stand there and talk, but it's not a, you know, it's not a community thing. But um, was this, 
not, not to make it about us, but I do that sometimes. I mean, was this the first, and I'm not implying that this would be a good thing, but was this the first time you had a couple of Yanks to show up unannounced at your place to, uh, to, to check it out? Um, you'd be surprised. Um, we nice do hand gesture there, by the way. I didn't notice that at the time. Every, every oh yeah, you've circled it. Of course, you didn't notice it. Um, I didn't notice it did. at the time. I noticed it when uh, I uploaded it yesterday. To the, to the oh, just just the just the five years later. Um, we being being a non-league club, you do get um, lots of people pass through. Um, just you know, we 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 do have a kind of a a weird following in sort of Scandinavia because they're just nuts about English football. Um, you get everyone from, we've had stag do's just pick us randomly um, and have their, the stag as the, the match day mascot in the full kit, lead the team out, all that that's been done. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not unusual to get um, strange. Should we say strange outsiders or outsiders? You would probably not normally expect to find in the clubhouse. So I, yeah, it's I, not unusual. I'm referred to as a strange outsider, so that I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I just wanted to see what all the what all the fuss was about, and 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 it was it was one of the best nights, if not the best night that we spent while we were over there, because it just was a, it was a great time, and it had very little to do with the quality of the football. And I don't mean hmm. the quality of the team; I mean just it, it wasn't about the game; it was about the experience. Um, which is what I like to think is is prevalent about football. So, um, so we also just kind of rolling back to a couple of weeks before the, the tie. You know, we obviously found out through the press about the legend of a certain uh, fourteen stone or no, twenty stone uh, roly poly goalie named glad, Wayne Shaw. Glad. Yeah. So not only did I find out that the guy was like a slightly less heavy version of me. Uh, but he was really nice, accessible. I, I, I hit him up on social media. We had him on the podcast, talked about everything. Now, this is all before the game. Then, in, you know, I hate to drag you back to this, Dan, but, uh, in, you know, in front of millions, this happens. Um, yeah. People call it pie gate, but it was pasty gate. It was a pasty. Um, it was definitely it was a pasty. Pasty. <laughs> uh, not a pie for anyone who, uh, you know, who wants to, you know, be specific on that. But while most of the world was having a laugh, was amused, you know, everybody other than the FA. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can say that not everybody was amused and, and not the least of which yourself from, from what you've told me afterwards. So tell me a little bit about the background of, of how that incident shaped. It was the, weird the because, months. you know, Wayne, Wayne's a nice guy. He's a big, huge character, lovely guy to have around. Um, and he's, and even, you know, when people look at him, they think, oh, he's this big fat lad. He's actually not a bad goalkeeper as well. He's actually quite a pretty decent stopper. There was so, a chance you know, he could have played in that game. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. If, if, it, was, if, it wasn't a stunt having him on the team. No, no. He, um, You have to have a sub-goalkeeper in, in the cup. Um, it's stipulated in the rules. If you, you know, you have to have a secondary keeper. So he, he was our goalkeeping coach. He's... You know, he's not a kid. He's played at a you know decent level. Um, he's played around the same level we were at at the time. He was the goalkeeping coach, so he got the spot on the bench. So if Warns had got injured at any point, then Wayne never had to play. You know, that's that was just it wasn't a, that wasn't the joke. There was no joke. There was no stunt there at all. Right. He was part of the staff, and 
throughout the cup run, he was on the bench for us um, because we had to have one. We had to have a spare keeper. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the pie thing happened, or the pasty, that happened. Um, I can see why anyone looking on it from the outside would think that's hilarious because, hey, you know, everyone, a lot of the, you know, he'd got a bit of attention in the run-up, so everyone looks at him and goes, oh, fat lad, going to eat a pie. So, of course, um, it, it happened. I think the, the problem was was that uh, the game was going on um, and that I think the problem a lot of people, and myself included in that, thought it made us look a bit too Bob, made us look a bit Sunday League. Um, and from what I understand, the manager at the time, Paul Doswell, thought the same as well. It just, you know, we we don't work, the club had worked so hard to be, you know, put itself out there and be for, for, up front with club, you know, with the press, the world. Because like I say, the, the attention on that game was just ridiculous. Um, and for that to happen, whether I'm, I'm not going to, get, going to get into the argument of whether he did it because of some bets offering the, the market on it, or well, that, he genuinely, that the, that, or that he genuinely the, the, just went, you know what, well, I haven't eaten today. So he just grabbed that at half time and was sticking it in his face on the bench. Yeah, I mean, the but, part that the FA uh, or or whoever the, the, the body is that, yeah. uh, you know, that, that would, I mean, the, the gambling element of it is part of it. And frankly, once, what was it, Sky Bet or whatever? Once, some, uh, yeah, some bets, unfortunately. Once that bet is put on the table, you, yeah. you, you can't win because you either, mm. it, it's completely up to him. It's not a performance based thing. So I had some empathy yeah. for him about that, but I, but yeah. it's not a good look. It's not a good look no, to do that. It, and, and, and for the club, I think you've just put it perfectly. I mean, it, you're, yeah, you're, it, it, this it is your it, moment and it's turned into that. Well, and that's the, that's, I think that's the main thing that most, most of the guys like me are, are not happy about. It happened. Look, it's, it's gone. You can't, you can't fucking change it. But what a lot of people like me take exception to is, I mean, we, we now try and take it the other way and we now make a joke of it ourselves. But that night we were fucking incredible. That team gave absolutely everything. Wenger himself said afterwards, I couldn't believe how long they stayed with us. You know, we worked and worked and worked, kept it to 2-0. Fair play. Arsenal showed the quality when they needed to and won the game. But we stayed with them. That's, I've, ne I've never seen a, a Sutton side play that well collectively. The team were incredible that night. You I mean, know, the odds must have been for a four or five goal victory oh so, yeah I mean, you, you, yeah you covered yourself in glory as much as you possibly could that night but and the that thing wasn't is, the story after the game <laughs> that's it whenever we go prior to getting promoted this last year you know we'd go away from home people would see the colors see the shirts or wonder who we were you know oh you've been at football lads who's the team Sutton united oh yeah fat lad who had the pie on the bench and the club and the you know the club's over 120 years old and it's like there's more to it than that. And no. I, I, the reason it, it annoys me a bit is also because all the lads who were out there that night, who slogged their bollocks off, performed out of their skins, you know, none of that's remembered by anyone other than us. No one remembers that. No one remembers that that game was on BBC One instead of EastEnders. Um, no one remembers that that game was watched by apparently close to 100 million people around the world. They just remember Wayne and the pie. Yeah, and you That's know I, that whole cup run. No one knows. It never occurred no to cares. me. 
I mean, and, I, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've poured your life into the club. It, it, this wasn't a one-time thing for you. This this isn't a, you know, you, you don't have, you know, you're not a, a, you know, an Everton fan whose local club is Sutton, so you go and support them. You are, you know, and not everybody in your, even in your blog is this way, but you are but, one club, and it's always been Sutton United, no matter what level you're at, which I, I think is, is fantastic. I mean, I, it, you know, it isn't I mean, Sutton it was, United – it was it was sad. I mean, it was. We don't hate Wayne. We don't dislike the guy. He's a nice fella. It was just I don't know whether it was poor judgment on his part or he he didn't think. I don't know. I've, I've not spoken to him about I, it. The, the thing, the thing I about it, known that. Sorry, no, no. The thing about it is, and and you know, I can concur with Dan saying there, like you know, when you when you play semi pro or when you when you're at that level, you 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 do. I know it sounds silly. Everybody tells you to be as professional as you possibly can, even though you're not a professional, you're a semi-professional, but you try and do everything the right way. The right way. Now, when I was playing at that level, Friday nights, your mates would be going out, you'd have to stay in, you know what I mean? Like you'd So you'd do the professional thing all the time. You'd stay in, you'd have a few beers after the game um, back in the day, but but ultimately you weren't going to go out on a Friday night. You'd, you'd have to stay in. Um, and if you did go out, you did go out, but you wouldn't drink. You know what I mean? Like you mm. might go for a meal or something like that, but you'd be professional. When you're playing, and, and, and i tell you what you're doing that to be professional for, because one day you never know. You oh, you might, might be. be. Arsenal. You might be playing against whatever that, that one day, especially in the FA Cup, there's always a chance you can get through and whatever, like, you know. And <clears throat> for... for you know, nothing against why I got no thing, but for him to do that was a silly thing. It was a silly thing to do. Yeah. Um, because you are right. It 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 was funny for everybody outside of yeah. Of, of that, you know, and I, totally, I, get, I totally get that. And and and, and well, but ultimately, you've got fifteen other players that are dedicating their whole day to that, mm. doing the right thing, and. You are right. You know, I mean, what happens if the goalkeeper got injured and you'd have had to come on? It then just makes a mockery of what you're doing. Well, it's like you have a Broadway show, and right at the end of the show, you know, the guy, one of the understudies, just comes across and starts going like this in front of everybody, making a fool of themselves. They're like, "Oh yeah, I was at the show where that guy like, like shot himself and on the stage at the end of the show, and they and they forget that the show was magnificent." Yeah, so yeah. After the game. With a pie in his head, like eating a pie. I don't oh think yeah, no yeah, yeah. No, no one would I mean, complain about that. It was no. just—it's not no, the right just... time to do it at that level as a footballer, like you know what I mean. Because mm. I tell you something now, and I, and I mean this sincerely: to get to that level and playing that, that you've got to have something about you. You've got to be a decent player, yeah, to get to that level. So realistically, he should—you uh, know—that you could have plucked out another five goalkeepers from non-league and would have loved to have been in that position. Hmm. You know, yeah. and that that's the thing, you know. So I, I get it from, from the professional point of view of it, but I understand it from his point. He was trying to do it for a laugh and all that like. And it's just probably yeah, it's, a little bit down, if I'll be honest. And I get it from, I get it from yeah. Dan's point of view now, but I didn't exactly get that right away. And so no, how no, ang- no, no, no. no, well, well but, let me tell you what. How angry were you at me for uh because I thought that I thought I'd be a little cheeky 
Oh, uh, yeah, when you brought Wayne down. I, I had stayed in touch with Wayne a little bit, and he, by that point, was, I think, living on the South Coast. He was doing some coaching or uh, uh, had moved I think back he was to at, Yeah, he was at Totten, which is sort of in his neck of the woods. Near Southampton, like that. Yeah, a little non-league club, yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, so so I kept in touch with him. A couple times I'd been to London. You know, I said, Let, you know, let's meet for a pint. Um, I'd love to, you know, chat with you, buy you a pint. Thank you for coming on the podcast, that sort of thing. And and uh, and so what it ended up turning into is March of 2018, I get in touch with him. And I'm like, we're going to go to Sutton Woking. Uh, you know, Sutton's a lot closer to you than – Highbury is so. Why don't you come out and, and join us? We'll have we'll have a pint at the pub, and if you want to come to the game, we'll we'll bring you in. I had to meet my twin brother anyway, my smaller <laughs> twin brother um, with better hair. Uh, God, look at how many chins I have! My God. Um, anyway, um, but uh, you know, so here I am, and then he tells me I haven't been back. He said, since I got let go and since that whole thing ended kind of not so great, I haven't been mm. back to Gander Green Lane. I'm like, well, all right, the Yanks are bringing you back. This is going to be great. You're going to reunite with everybody. They're all going to be thrilled to see you. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, there were some people that were. I mean, that, you know, he was busy all night taking pictures, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and talking to people. But then I look over my shoulder and you and your lads – we're sitting on the pool table looking like someone had just shit in their clubhouse. <laughs> and I felt awful. <laughs> it like, was, was I, um, I, I don't think anyone was up, genuinely angry, angry or upset. It was a bit, I mean, to be honest, he, he didn't make a big deal of it. He came back, he came to watch the game um, and was in the bar afterwards. And loads of people recognized him. He made loads of people's evening to be brutally honest. He all got the selfies with him and I oh, know it's the, it's the lad from the Arsenal game and all the rest yeah, of it. I don't so. think he caught. He didn't catch any stick, and no one, no one no, lashed out at no. him. But, I, but, but what no. I hadn't expected that was I, quite clear was that there were a lot of people who would have preferred that he not yeah. had been there. And and you know that's a shame, won't it? There, there had there had been there had been a couple of comments made apparently, not by us or anything behind the scenes when he was obviously the club because of the the betting angle of what had happened. Right. The club obviously went look we can't fuck about with this. So they said, look, we're going to have to let you go. Um, and he did take a certain level of exception to that. Um, I know, I know, I know for a fact, and I've seen it. I've seen some of his comments on social media about, you know, that he doesn't hold Sutton United as a club in great regard because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he, he clearly felt wronged. I mean, his social media yeah. – uh, oh, I'm skipping ahead here. His social media was not – you know, it was like, yeah, I understand, yeah. but I don't understand type of thing. So, but but anyway, I mean, let's, mm. so that's the Wayne Shaw chapter, and I will not make that mistake again. When I come back in about three weeks for uh, – for, um, <laughs> who is it that uh, – it's Swindon Town – um, I will be, I will be with other people, but none of them will be almost as heavy as for, I am. Form, they won't be former former goalkeeping coaches. They won't be former goalkeeping coaches, and none of them should be anywhere close to being twenty to twenty two uh, stone. So um, so hopefully that will work. So the third visit of mine, the last visit, it was a great one, my favorite one. I mean, I grabbed the great. Three of the Great. Is this the Cricklewood incident, or is this just the? No, the Cricklewood incident was the first time I came. Oh yeah, you uh, fell asleep. Oh, I, for, I forgot about. I forgot about the Cricklewood incident. I actually literally forgot about that. Yeah. So the first time, the first game, I meet up with you guys, 
And I don't know what happened to Joey because I don't feel like he was with us, but somehow, and this is, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm 44 and I'm still this stupid. I accept a ride from, from a couple of you to the train station. Um, and in the ride, I'm so drunk that I think that the person that was, I mean, the, the person in the front left seat, which for us would normally be the driver, <laughs> was like on his phone. He was looking around. I'm like <laughs> freaking out. I was freaking out that like, you're supposed to be driving the car. And little yeah, did I sorry, Dave. He sits over there. Yeah, exactly. So I, that that I remember, but that's about it. So I get on the train. I have a ticket to to Kings Cross or or um, uh, or Saint Saint Pancras, one of those. And the next thing I know, I wake up and realize that I've passed Kings Cross. I I just hop off of the thing like I I burst through the doors at the last possible second, and then I'm like, well, where the hell am I? And I'm in Cricklewood, which is apparently not it's it's <laughs> north of where I used to live in St. Johnswood, but it's it's north enough that it isn't where I wanted to be at midnight <laughs> or one o'clock in the morning. Um, I'll never it's forget theme, that. I have, I'm sorry? It's a bloody theme, this is. <laughs> what, me just getting drunk and falling asleep? Just West Sutton and trains oh, yeah, in yeah. general. Oh yeah, yeah. The trains in Sutton are, uh, are, are, and yet I'm, and yet we're coming back again in a few weeks. But, but yeah. So that was my Cricklewood experience. Uh, I had a picture of just this, this tunnel that says Cricklewood, and I'm like, I didn't know at the time whether I was just outside London or if I had like almost made it to Scotland because I had no clue how long I was out and where this train was going. But, um, but so yeah, fun nights, fun nights. The third time. Uh, grab a couple of friends, um, and you know, sadly and unfortunately, one of them is no longer with us. Uh, and uh, you know, rest in peace, Claude. Uh, but Lewis, Lee, and myself uh, come down to Sutton, and uh, and this is Lee. I still claim this is where the half pint thing starts. Uh, maybe it was going on before that, but I would like to think that that this was the yeah, night. We're saying it was. We're saying it was. You first got. You know the the notification of being or, or the reputation of being half pint Lee judges with the fancy yeah. finger. Um, why drink a? Why would you drink more than one half pint? Like why would why would if you're gonna have three beers, three half pints? Why not just get two beers? I don't know. I, I don't really know. I just <laughs> like and, uh, I'll tell you what. In the summer, it's better getting an half pint because they they keep themselves cold. You know what I mean? Like nothing more than a warm pint. So there is a method to my madness. But um, I get a little bit of stick for it. But hey ho, you know what I mean? So, yeah. If you, uh, if you just if, you if know, you perfect, perfect, perfect half time drink, half a pint, perfect half time yeah, drink. And, and I, and, I, and I'll tell you something now: like, is when I get on the train, I don't fall asleep because of it. Like you know what I mean? I'm always <laughs> at home. So Dan doesn't, doesn't wake up in Cricklewood. No, Dan's I don't. Said, I don't wake up. I, I know exactly what train station to get off at, and I do. So there you go. So there's not. A, so who is the fool here? Who is the fool? Dan's just said half pint is a perfect halftime drink. Now the following yeah. night after this game, you and I went to Blackpool in the League Cup at, at the Emirates and sat in the club level. What was my halftime drink in that game? He was drinking bloody wine all the time, like you know what I mean. Like, and, and because it was free, he was drinking it by the bottle. That's what I'm saying. I had about three half pints of red wine. I said, um, "Calm yourself, Dan. You got to get out for the second half, yeah." I call this oh, one. I yeah. use the, I use this picture as my Halloween ornament to scare the children. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that that, that, great. that, that great. That was all that night. Um, just a, a, I mean, other than the the 
what happened after the game. And this is this is where I've got about a two-minute video to show. No, can we just tell you one thing before the game? Come on, you know, um, we go <laughs> we goes in there and um uh oh 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 yeah uh, <laughs> God rest his soul, is, but this but yeah, he's gonna be rolling yeah. over about this. So if you um you pay full price or old age pensioners price, yeah, which is half half yeah, concessions, yeah. Yeah. So we've gone in there and uh Claude's turned and said, Oh um oh, no, I'll go in as a full price, even though I'm an old age pensioner, because I want to help the club out non-league and everything like that, like you know. So so well, Claude, that's great. You know what I mean? You're 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 the man, like so we've all gone in and we've all got these I don't know if they were yellow tickets. Do you remember, like you know? There was one that was yellow and one that was green. I forget green, which one yeah, was green. which. We've got the yellow ticket. Colored ticket. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're half hour in and all that. Look, Claude's got saying he's got the green ticket. He's got <laughs> he's paid concession. He's he came he came he came through the, the turnstiles last, so no one was watching him when he bought the yeah. ticket. <laughs> so that he's gonna pay full price and give it all the but, bollocks and then yeah, got in our price. You know, you didn't have to do that. That's quite no, no, I want to do it for <laughs> he randomly pulled out. We said, Where's that green ticket come from? Like, but that was typical Claude, wasn't it? Like you know, so yeah. That, oh god, that was hilarious. So, and, and I'm looking for a picture of that. If I can find it, I'll I'll, I'll share it. But the uh, I think you took uh, a photo of it, didn't we? I, I do, but it but it I didn't I didn't take it in Sutton. So I I, I think I took it. We took it at King's Cross Station. I think so. I have to yeah, search yeah. for I have to search for it in a different way. But uh, but I'll look for it. But the um, yeah. So after the game, you know. I'm with a couple of guys from Arsenal Fan TV. So what are we going? You know, what are we going to do after the Sutton game? We got to do a little a video. It's it's on brand, and um, and and we're doing the video after we had missed the train, and we at that moment did not realize or have any way of knowing whether we were going to get home or not. So, uh, so this is about a two minute video, which hopefully we had no will clue about getting home. Hopefully it'll be as funny now as it was to us at the moment, but. Uh, yeah. But stay with us, uh, and, and here's what happened after the game. Start video. Start video. We are now stuck in Sutton. This is called One Night in Sutton. One, one, night, night, in one Sutton. night in Sutton. One, one night, night in Sutton. Sutton. One, one night, night in Sutton. Sutton. One, one night, night in Sutton. We are now. Can't get. We're not going home. We're not going home. Just have a look down the roads here. Look. It's empty. Down that road there. Down that road there. I don't see no fucking one. This is where I I do see our Airbnb though that I just secured for the night. It's a two bedroom. Oh look, there's life. There's life on Mars. Signs of life. Please save me. Should we like fucking? Oh, well, what a great game it was. Yeah, let's let's talk about. We we were at Sutton one. Chester one. It was very nice to see Craig Eastman today, and he had a little chat with us, like each gooner, and revealed that he was an Arsenal fan as well. So all good. Nice guy. Nice guy. We're all about to get mud. Yeah, very nice. Whoever ends but up with this phone, please post now. this video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. He's on his way home. He's on his way home, and we are not. Are not. So about that. the game, uh, non-league football, a little different animal than uh, than the Premier League, isn't it, Lee? Yeah, definitely, definitely so. I, very, I did enjoy it. It was, uh, it was very, very physical, physical game. Um, but, yeah, enjoyable. 
on his football. Got to say that on his football. Yes. Claude, was it good enough? Does the manager need to be sacked? Yes. Time to go! <laughs> <laughs> I come to you with the questions that need to be asked. It's not good enough, right? It's not good enough to lose 6 2 in any check or trade shape or form. It's also not good to be stuck in Sutton at half past 11 with no trains. Especially not good. You get half a pint of lager. Yeah, those baby pints, eh? Judges drank his ass off tonight if his ass was big enough to have half a pint. I had three. You had three half pints. Three half pints. I did not have three half pints. Don't take the f***ing me. I had three beers. Uh, thanks to Sutton and Gandermonium for... Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back tomorrow for, for Blackpool. Oh, that's if right. If we get a train home. <laughs> oh, man. That was uh, that was fun. And, 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 and we did not get a train home. No, we didn't. We didn't Wait, what, ended, what ended up happening and how much money do I owe to somebody? <laughs> I don't know. We got we managed to get a cab, didn't we? And uh, he was a quite a nice guy, and and <laughs> we we got Lewis. We, we have to we have to drop Lewis off in somewhere in West London, like like near Hounslow <laughs> or something something like that. And he's pulled up. He's the, the cab driver was pulled up. He's and he's got. Do you remember? You Lewis going, and well, hold on. You Lewis and Claude are in the back seat, like a couple of school children. I'm in the front seat, the front left seat, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't know how I got stuck with that, but. <laughs> Because you got us in the bloody mess, he was paying to get us out of it, like you know. But he's he's the cab driver's going. I've got a new cab and all that. Like it's my new new car. And we're going. Oh yeah, it's fantastic, lovely car. Like, you know, we're well done, like you know. But he's pulled up on the to to let Lewis out, but the curb's quite high. When he, <laughs> as Lewis has got out, he's got. <laughs> He's jumped out. He's getting to Yeah, the, the the door will never be the same again. He was exactly. angry. And then I got to get back into the cab for about another 20 or 30 minute drive to, uh, to King, to, I think he let us off at King's Cross. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and you guys, I mean, I've never heard old men giggle at such a such a high-pitched voice before as as that time you and lewis was gone you and claude were just freaking giggling like a couple of schoolgirls. but uh yeah and then we get back to king's cross and one of you forgot your uh i think either either him or you forgot your 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 pass your oyster card and so you, i have a i have a I have a video of the two. I'm not going to show it because, you know, you could still be probably arrested for it, but a video of the two of you sliding through oh, as one. Yeah, I had to get him through, didn't I? That's right. Yeah, I had to get him through, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and there's the concession ticket. <laughs> there's the OIP ticket with, with the scary guy behind him. But, uh, I mean, what what a night, man. What a night. Um, what a season last season for Sutton, though. So, so this brings yeah. us current now. COVID comes into play. I don't know how much. I mean, I remember seeing a lot of uh, you know, postponements, some abandoned games, a lot of like games stacking up. Not everybody playing the same number of games in the season, mm. but but last season, I mean, just start at the beginning and and all the way through to the end. Um, and and what was that experience like? That carpet ride, weird, just weird. The whole the whole of last season was just weird, um, purely because we we go everywhere and watch 
wherever they are, we go and watch them. You know, we schlep up and down England, places like Barrow to Truro. We've been everywhere. Um, so to actually, you do miss the occasional game. It just happens, you know, life as you get older, you have to miss the occasional game and it's, you get used to it. But not being able, being able, to, you know, with nothing else to do, you've got money in your pocket, but you're not actually allowed to go and watch your team play was strange for us. It's a new experience. We're not allowed to do it. So I'll be honest, anyone who watches... Um, hey, hey, Robbo. Robbo's yeah, there's Robbo. Robbo's one of your mates who was in those pictures with us earlier. Yeah, one, one of the Gandemonium writers, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a, I, I, I tell you what, anyone who watches their team just on TV, I, I don't know how you do that. It is shit. That is, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I, it got to the last few games of that season, and I was like, I'm never watching a game on, of us on telly again. I can't do it. It's crap. It's just not me. But yeah, the whole season was just weird. We we started strongly, started really well, got some, got off the board with three, four wins, early doors. And bear in mind, all the manager was told to do was keep us in the division. Just keep us up. And this wasn't um, Paul Doswell anymore. He had been no, this is, uh, yeah, Matt Gray came in the now season he's got me before. Feeling pretty bad about that. <laughs> Matt Gray came in, replaced Paul. Paul left. Uh, he replaced Paul. Previous season had a slow start, but once we got past Christmas, really hit our. He got the side work in. We hit our form, and when COVID sort of truncated the season in March, we were sort of lower mid table and but on a really good run since Christmas. So. There was, there was a basis there. You know, he signed a couple of extra lads the following year. We started strongly. Um, you know, we got six, seven games in. You've got 15, 16 points on the board. And you're thinking, well, we only need 50 to stay up. So we're three quarters of the way, you know, a qu- almost a quarter of the way there. Brilliant. Um, and and then that was kind of the attitude all the way through. It was, we because two years before, oh, the year after we played Arsenal, we'd had a, a, a brilliant season under Dawes and we finished third and we probably should have won the division that year, but we just didn't have that little bit of, um, nows. Didn't quite have the legs. Um, and there was, yeah, a, when, and there was a, and there was a playoff in a, a year or two after the Arsenal experience as well. Yeah. That didn't... Yeah. And we blew, we blew the playoffs 90 minutes from Wembley. So we'd been there, but we thought that was our chance gone. It was like, that'll be, we'll never get close to that again. Maybe, maybe we'll get a playoff place if we have a good run, but we'll never get close to that. But yeah, just so everyone, everyone just wanted to stay in the division. And obviously with COVID and there was no fans, the season started late in October. We were supposed to be in watching games at that point when we kicked off and that just didn't happen. Um, and the longer it went on, we're all watching on laptops and God knows what else. And the team just kept grinding results out. They didn't, didn't let in many goals. They were nicking goals at the other end. Um, and they were just, they were getting, they were just getting the job done. It was perfect national league football, strong at the back, organized, everyone worked together and you actually had a bit of pace and a bit of nous in attack and you could hurt sides and it just kept, the results kept coming and we didn't even, you know, we didn't just, everyone was expecting a bad run. Yeah. We'll, we'll, they'll get to a point where we'll lose a couple and, you know, we'll drop away. Um, but we were never out of the top three the whole season. They just kept getting results. It kept coming. And then once you get the other side of Christmas, we had three away games uh, in one week 
Um, we had to go to Torquay on a Tuesday. We had to go to Hartlepool on us on the Saturday and then Stockport on the Tuesday. Um, one, 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 one drew one, lost one, only conceded one goal. Um, and suddenly people went bloody hell, this lot might actually go the distance. And then they started winning games where they weren't playing well. Well, we had a game at Dagenham. We were garbage and we got two penalties. Harry Butman scored both one of them in the 94th minute. And that, that's when you start thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. They might actually, there's a chance here. I remember then, seeing when the optimism, like, like you, it, it's still that self-deprecating. I'm not going to let we had fun with it. Think this. Well, but, yeah, we but, had fun but, with it. But you could tell that you were, I mean, you could tell from your tweets that you were, uh, <laughs> there was part of you that was fully on board for this. Oh yeah, we were, it. if if it happens, it happens. Let's go for it. Let's have a laugh. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you looked, pretty much the whole season was once that last sort of month where we were pretty much top the whole time. Um, you looked at that top seven, the six teams behind us, all big sort of football league names. You had Notts County, you had Stockport, you had Torquay, you had Hartlepool, you had Wrexham. You know all and Chesterfield all right behind us and we're ahead of them all which was hilarious we're sitting there going how the <laughs> bloody hell are we ahead of all these clubs they've all got 30 percent bare minimum bigger budgets than us um and but they're not getting it done and then it just yeah in the end it we had a we got in for a couple of games over Christmas and we were played we could see firsthand how good they were and then the next time we got in we actually got to see the team live was penultimate game against Hartlepool when they won the league. So we oh, saw not... we saw three games all season live. Was was it's... there like a I you know I didn't obviously get to see it, but was there like a a movie moment where, where, where the team clinches promotion? It was twenty three years the first time getting promoted to the to the football league. I mean did, was it just like a pitch invasion type of situation? No, again because of COVID the the they could only have 1100 in the ground um no away fans obviously um so tickets were i mean that was that part that the, one of the lads did say afterwards in the bar the last time we could have sold this place out four times over was the arsenal game yeah. <laughs> and this is the next one we could we could have just sold the ground out loads times over because everyone wanted a ticket but yeah they no there was no hollywood moment in that they just they just got stuck it. They got stuck in. They knew they had to win the game. If they won the game, that was it. It was over. And they just steamrolled them. Hartlepool just couldn't. Hartlepool were, you know, in the playoffs themselves. Good side. Dave Challoner, their manager's no mug. But they just weren't in the mood. They just oh, steamrolled them. Just rolled them amazing. over. 1-3-0. That job done. They it, were. It's amazing. I mean, I, I was thrilled uh, for you guys and and – you know, now I can actually follow the team. I, I paid for the. Uh, I, I, oh, I, have to be the I have to be the only American who who, who, ponied, who ponied up about one hundred and eighty dollars for the for the I follow. No, uh, you know, for, sorry, man. There's other Americans that have done that. Yeah, there's not a, expats. A, no, there's a chap in Bethune. I think it's Bethune, Texas. Okay. Who he's bought some shares as well in the club. He's a, I believe he's a lawyer, but he also runs a, a gin distillery or a distillery. So we're, we're so keen to forge those links. He's a much better fan than I we're, <laughs> we're keen to forge those links. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a nuts, a weird season. Great, Probably the greatest season we'll ever have. And 
no bastard could watch it in person. <laughs> <laughs> typical, yeah. Sutton, typical. Everyone just sat there tutting and uh, well, that's Sutton United all over, isn't it? Yeah. Great moments like that. No bugger there to see any of it other than on a laptop screen. It's just well, as, as we get close to the end. I mean, I, I just a couple more minutes because I just want to find out the uh, like. First of all, going to the league. I remember one of you telling me at at the game that I was at. Uh, you know we almost can't get promoted to the league because of our 3G pitch. Mm. Um, you know, there was this, I'd love, I'd love to get promoted, but <laughs> it would also be a problem. Mm. Um, clearly that problem has been dealt with, but you know, so what, <clears throat> what transformations happened both kind of physical to the pitch, to the clubhouse, to the, to the grounds. Uh, and, you know, just as a club, how do you operate differently? I mean, for, for one, I looked at the ticket website yesterday because, I'm I'm planning on coming out for the Swindon game, uh, and uh, you can't walk up and buy green passes anymore <laughs> or yellow passes. You got to get them ahead of time. So, yeah, you so tell me about the changes now that you're proper football league. It, you could spend all day talking about. I mean, from the moment the trophy was lifted against Hartlepool, the work started. The club were already. Um, the club had already got quotes for tearing up the 3g pitch replacing it with the grass surface there was other stuff we knew we had to do um the club the ground only had 750 permanent seats so we need a minimum of a thousand for your first season so that's why there's we've actually had to put a temporary stand up because we can't get the steel to put the permanent structure up that's coming i think next month so that will go up um the yeah the pitch was replaced uh god knows what else all the turnstiles have been ripped out and replaced completely by brand new uh brand new units uh the with proper do they like, make them what do they make them wide enough because turnstiles are not my friends and, and no no there's there's a cu- couple of our lads are a little bit a little bit upset by that but uh yeah i'll have, there's to, I'll have, to, I'll have to pull vault over the fence like we did I, I don't know if they do special entry tickets or not where you can go through the big gate between them i don't know it's not that's not not my uh, not not my that's situation. Right, I can just, I can just get a barcode scanned and just walk through. Yeah. Well, I, get yeah, the pre- I get the impression you wake up and you're already in the clubhouse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah turnstiles have been all the turnstiles have been completely changed. As you walk up the driveway, that's the that facade that used to be there's gone completely. It's now just a big gate and just two sets of turnstiles either side. It's a bit boring at the moment. Um, the where we stood for the where you stood with us on the link for the Lincoln game, the little terrace, the shoebox yeah. that's had to be that's that's been demolished, that's gone. That's where I stood and watched Sutton for pretty much the whole time I've been going. So I, I don't have and we know everyone's a bit lost at the moment with going back to games because where we've stood's gone because it just didn't it didn't meet the safety standards, so they had to bulldoze it. Um, so we've lost that. Um, yeah, there's just there's so many changes, so so many changes that you. you the, the obvious club question club. then is like, are you happy? Like, like, like you wait. I, I um, can't even. An American in sports, you can't even. The the closest thing is you 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 know you wait forty teams forty years for your team to finally win a championship, win the Stanley Cup in hockey or the Super Bowl in, in American mm. football, and you know. But that's that's not the same as rising and falling through the through the the English football pyramid and. And having successes and crazy days like Coventry and then Arsenal and 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 then you finally achieve something you've never achieved before, 
and now the goal is well everything changes around you and now the goal is just to not go back to where you were the year before i would imagine the stated goal for the team is to stay up stay up this year um 21st would be or you know would be yeah job done all day long all day long yeah take that I don't, I don't think we'll finish that low because I think the side's better than that. I think they'll finish low in mid-table. Just need to score a few more goals. But yeah, the side's so more than good enough. You're solidly in, what, 15th or 16th right now, something like that? And, yeah. And then, uh, Probably, I mean, to be honest, we should have won easily two more games. But just that little – it's like playing the top the top seven in the National League pretty much every week. You can't – Because a lot can't. of those teams were. And, you know, yeah, you can't screw up. You can't. You could, if you make them as like Saturday, we absolutely murdered Exeter for 70 minutes. Couldn't score. They they bobble in an own goal. We bobble in an own goal, and that's it. Game over. They go and get. We have to throw everyone even more at it, and they get us on the break late on. But that's that's the difference. It's fine margins, but it's it's no different to what we had five six years ago when we came into the National League. You know, you have to take your chances. You can't give silly mistakes away you can't make errors and it's like that throughout all levels of football it's just the margin gets smaller and smaller and smaller the higher higher you go um so yeah the team the team will be fine they'll stay up this year but it's um if if they do then gander green lane will change completely from next summer um the far side will get the far side will get redeveloped with the because you get pretty much a million quid every year for being in the football league We've we've spent all that this year on the pitch and everything else that needed doing, but next year it's a free hit. We get nine hundred grand to again. So well, and you have to get, you, have, you have to get new packages of half pint uh, glasses as well <laughs> uh, for for the incoming guests. How much longer do you think you got this guy? Uh, Eastie, um, I, I, I love the story of Craig Eastman. If and I know I've asked you, but. Uh, I, I don't know why I can't get this guy to come on to follow us on Twitter and come on the podcast. And I, just, I just want to have a, a, a nice chat with him and and talk about you know his career and and you know kind of the bookends of Arsenal and Sutton. I mean, mm. it, it's a He's, great. We'll we'll try and dig him out for you in the bar and see if we can twist his arm for you. Well, yeah, well, the, I didn't ask him to come on the podcast the last time I saw him, but if he ends up coming into the bar afterwards, I'm going to corner him and I'm going to do a podcast right do a there. Chat right there. <laughs> No, but, he's, uh, uh, he's, know, he's, he's, he's he's quality. He's, he shouldn't be playing for us. He should be playing at least a division above where we are at the moment. I mean, again, watching him in the centre of the park against Exeter on Saturday. Oh, different he's, he's, 30. Uh, he's just turned 30. Yeah, he's only 30. And he, he feels, it, that's the thing, everybody sees him and goes, oh, that Eastman lad, oh, he must be about 35 now. That, see, that's what I thought as well, and then I looked it up yeah, last night. He, he was a problem that night, though. He, yeah, um, he... He played with Arsenal from from the age of twelve to twenty three. Uh, kind of got really close to those. You know, yeah. Maybe played in some League Cup early round I think matches. He, I think he played a couple of Champions League games. Group yeah, I, don't yeah. know whether, I don't know whether they were qualifiers or just group games against sort of the lesser lights of the group or something. I don't know. But I know yeah. he definitely played at least a, a Champions League game. Yeah, he was right on the fringes, and then you know some some loans, Colchester, Yeovil, and then and then arrives at Sutton. Uh, Six years later, 260 appearances, captain of the club, brought you from the sixth tier when he arrived to the to the fourth tier and and and, and the football league now. Um, I mean, is this when it comes to Sutton United legends? Uh, you know, is is he in the list? I mean, I don't know how you would define that. And he will be. Um, I mean, we yeah. we have our we obviously have our Hall of Fame thing that 
you know, who's up in the bar. Um, when the time comes, he'll be added to that. Unquestionably. Is, Be is Betsy Gomez in the Hall of Fame for his contributions? Uh, no. <laughs> he's, I'm going to get a T-shirt with that picture printed Bet's, on it. And wear, because Bet, this Bet, Betsy's more what you would call a cult hero. He's he's a, he's another absolute diamond. The guy's a, he's a lovely, lovely man. And not just for that reason, right? No, but, he's just a top, top fella. Um, he was one of those really nice fellas that when you got to speak to him, um, like, like I say, he's back playing in France now, Betsy. But yeah, he's he's more a cult hero. Well, every team needs their cult heroes, and 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 uh, you know, and 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 also the, uh, the 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 real kind of on the pitch heroes. So we've got our for every uh, Thierry Henry, there's a Perry Groves, and uh, and that's what make that's what gives the team history. For every Lee Judges, there's a there's a Lee Judges. Uh, <laughs> so that's where we wrap up. Lee, uh, any anything you want to? I mean, are you? Are you free to join us? Are, are, are you going to be making another appearance? Oh, I, yeah, I'll try and get there. Like, you know what I mean? I'll, 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 I'll definitely try and get there for that one. Like, you know, so um, yeah, there's one. There's one Sutton home home match uh, in the time when I'm over. There's there was I, I was actually considering uh, linking up with you because there's one away. There, there's one uh, away match that I and, and it sounds like you guys have just smashing days when you go away. Like, I mean, just starts at what seven a.m. I mean, I, 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 I'd be all for that. I mean, you guys probably just be taking the piss out, you know, out of me. What date is that home game? I'm sorry? What date is that home game? Oh, is it uh, the 16th the ni- or the 19th? It's a Tuesday night um, in the middle oh, of October. Yeah, well, I should be all right for that night, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so we'll definitely, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> visit and looking forward to seeing how it's changed and seeing the fellows and not bringing anybody that shouldn't be there, uh, there, and everyone's welcome at Gander Green Lane. It's just... <laughs> All right, well, Dan, appreciate it. It's good to well, see you again. I'll see you in a few weeks, Lee. Uh, we'll do. We'll see you on yet. Good, we'll good to see you again, Lee. Everybody, no, follow Lee good to see you again yet. Everybody, follow Lee Judges TV. Everybody, follow Gandermonium. It's at Gandermonium on uh, on Twitter. Yep, we're on and Instagram then... as well. We do photos. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do photo shoots or just are they are no. they just no it's okay. just crap it's, it's just the same crap photos over and over again but just slightly different places now and then the full blog is on is it gandermonium.com that's great yeah beautiful well check it out again if any you know most of the people that are watching are probably Arsenal supporters but if you have room in your heart for uh for for any more football Sutton United is the best place for, to for a scuff a scuffy league two club give us you a know, shout it's just so weird not hearing you say non-league. I mean, the whole, you know, the, the football content awards do their thing, and I and and you know, there's a category for best non-league blog, and I'm looking for you guys in there, and I'm like, well, shit, they can't, they're not eligible for that anymore. So, congratulations to everybody down at Sutton. Yes. Thanks for joining us, and uh, come on, you use. <laughs>